0: Previously I'm Growing Up Gilmore. Fantasizing. Fantasizing, but can't. Because, you know, I would, like, freaking like, everything would be sold out at Victoria's Secret if I was right. with Luke. Yeah. I, I it's would... like, if you want Dean,
1: date him, because yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, that's where I would get. <laughs> date that's... him, Mom. Yeah.
0: So the things of their past, Dean and Christopher, is, like, they're bringing them down. They don't want to talk about it. Yeah, makes them happy.
1: Just talking about Luke, and you know, yeah,
0: the symbology of the future of that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I didn't even piece that together. You're not your past. Mm -hmm. Your past is just your prologue. Right. I learned that from a gas station commercial. Commercial. That's really
1: inspiring. (laughs) Oddly (laughs) enough, for a gas station,
0: I I love it. I think that's great.
1: I'm Amy, and this is Elise, and we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are tackling Season 3, Episode 2, Haunted Leg. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Growing Up Gilmore. This week we have Haunted Leg from Season 3, and when Elise and I started planning for this episode, Elise said, we have to have Bryn on. We have to have him on the one where Kirk asks Lorelai out. (laughs) So we have Bryn with us today. We do. We do. And it's been a while since you've been on.
2: Yeah, you know, I've just been so busy not watching Gilmore Girls that I just didn't have much to contribute, but... Now here we are. I'm still <laughs> extremely busy, but I did manage to watch this episode. So
1: You've been like watching them through osmosis.
2: Yeah, because you've started watching you're kind of doing your annual autumn Gilmore Girls. I watch. did
1: and I have blown through it fast. I'm already at like halfway through season six. So nice. So
2: yeah, the show's jumped the shark.
1: Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think this is a good episode for Bryn because he can separate himself a little bit more than Elise and I can when it comes to Lorelai and Rory and everybody. So before we get started, Elise, could you fill us in on the writer and director for this episode?
0: our writer is amy sherman Palladino, she's our creator and then the director is chris long we've had him before okay um the previous episodes were presenting lorelei gilmore Bracebridge dinner and help wanted that's okay, where so good like good episodes yeah Lauren lane gets the drums mm-hmm. so he'll go on to direct uh nine more after this oh wow okay season three and four um, but he's done other works. He's the guy that did The Patient um, with Steve Carell on Hulu. Mm, I remember us about.
1: talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Monk and Weeds and all that kind of stuff. That's okay. our director.
1: Okay. It's good that we have one that we know has done, like, meatier episodes in the past. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we have one that's, like, a one and done. And then I'm immediately yeah. discouraged about the quality <laughs> of the episode. Like, no offense to that director, but sometimes right. that happens.
0: And it's like an Amy episode, too. So. Right.
1: So you know there's going to be meat to it. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed, like, as I've been watching later, she does write and direct a lot of it mm-hmm. towards the end. And I'm sure that became incredibly overwhelming. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So let's get started with an Amy and Chris Long, Long. Episode. Our episode opens up with Lorelai and Rory sitting at Emily's home for Friday night dinner, and there's a lot of tension still. Emily is still very frustrated with Lorelei. Lorelai is still very frustrated with Emily because as you recall. They got into a big fight when Lorelai said that her and Christopher were no longer together. There's this weird back and forth about a mouse at the inn. Emily is telling her how to fix the problem, but, you know, Lorelai's like, I've got it. Just let's move on, let it go. And finally, Emily says, I'm not sure why you're the one with the attitude, because you were the one that stormed out and left. And... Rory keeps trying to like change the subject or find something to talk about and it's very uncomfortable all around until Lorelai starts reading the paper and she discovers that a woman they knew named Shauna Christie shot and killed her husband for giving the nanny an quote extra bonus quote. Or the nanny gave him a bonus. I'm not sure which, (laughs) how you want to phrase that. But um, Lorelai said he was shot 35 times and now he looks like in a sprinkler system. Which really
2: cool of the newspaper to print a picture of his body.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, does it show a picture of his body? Because that doesn't make any sense.
2: But then Emily is like, well, at least she had a husband to kill, which...
1: I wrote down that I love Emily's little last like jab where she can get it because she's like the queen of making little digs like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. I think that these it is interesting, though, that these fights get solved so much quicker now than they used to. But at the same time, it's not really solved. They're just like brushing it under this rug that's like, got a mountain of dirt hiding underneath it at this point.
2: Well, I think it shows how Emily can kind of be played in a way where Mm -hmm. the way to get her to stop arguing was to bring up gossip.
1: Yeah, totally. And then
2: at that point she was like, ooh, who are we talking about? Rather than, you know, staying mad at Lorelai. And I feel like this is kind of an interesting way of illustrating like how the path that Lorelai chose is not necessarily a bad one because Emily is just going on about, oh, she was such a nice girl and she had such a nice upbringing and she was cultured. it's like she shot her husband 35 times. Yeah, so so
1: something was clearly wrong somewhere. Like
2: like clearly there's something about this lifestyle that can breed contempt and rage and violence. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Lorelai, all she has to deal with is having a mice running loose in the inn.
1: Having a mice.
2: Having <laughs> having a mice. <laughs> Something's a mice.
1: Yeah. I thought I thought Elise would enjoy the killing shooting the husband thirty-five times. Oh my because...
0: god. Why? No, no, no. Because of <laughs> oh my god, that no. sounds so much like I know, Elise. I know. It sounds so much <laughs> because like Because of me. the
1: true crime aspect yes. of it all. I was like, okay, yeah. That is true. I actually had to look up if Shauna Christie was a real Person, because I was like, oh, maybe she's referencing like a a a moment in history or whatever. No, Shauna Christie is a totally made
0: up
2: person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just probably someone Lorelai went to school with or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it's was nice for Lorelai because I feel like it was a way of her like getting in on Emily a little bit, like a Mm -hmm. jab, like Mm -hmm. see, look at you think she's so great, but. She ended up shooting her husband 35 times. And Emily's like, she was so well-spoken, so cultured, and so, you know, so great. Yeah, it's like, look at all of
1: the ways she was better than you, Lorelai. And then Lorelai is like, yeah, but she shot her husband.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is like, not, you know, with my own parents, with my mom especially. They were never, like, negging to the point of what Emily would do to Lorelai or anything. But it does remind me of all of the kids that they would point to when we were going through high school and being like, they get straight A's, why can't you, you know, all mm-hmm. that. They are a part of all these extracurriculars and finding out that they're just, like, absolutely miserable as adults. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it all, it, it didn't lead anywhere different, Mm-mm.
1: you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not everything's just uh, black and white.
1: Well, that's it's exactly great. it. And, like, this episode kind of shows us that too where it's like you see with Kirk and Lorelai there are a lot of reasons why Lorelei doesn't want to go out with Kirk but she makes it a black and white issue mm-hmm. and we can go into that later because I know Bryn has a lot to say about yeah. that but yeah. I think <laughs> just a little bit I think the Gilmore girls are very black and white mm-hmm. and it's this way or it's not and we see Rory kind of playing with changing that later on in like I'd say season four season five especially but it does take time to get there Mm -hmm. and the black and white issue is really really apparent with Emily and Lorelai and even in like their own relationship is very black and white on and off Mm -hmm. um they are polar opposites in every way so it's interesting to kind of see that play out in this way but i do love emily getting that last dig in there although
2: this show is very white okay (laughs) but i I, I have one more thing okay (laughs) oh at least you go first okay um (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna point out i loved Rory's little shit-eating grin when she brought up the mouse, the mice, and (laughs) Lorelai and Emily kind of got into their, like, back-and-forth, like, verbal sparring, like, tennis match that Mm -hmm. they're so famous for, and you kind of see this, like, smile creep up on Rory's face, like, I made them do this.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it's, like, she knows... That this back and forth is going to break the ice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's it's just such a routine for them that mm-hmm.
2: it's like, if I'm going over to grandma's, I need to see mom fight with grandma because <laughs> that's always the most entered. But it needs to be about something stupid. Yeah. Totally.
0: You know? Yeah. As as long as they're uh fighting playful. F- um, this is almost like playful fighting. It's yeah. like, oh, we're back to our normal. Yeah. Completely. You know, our, mi- our middle ground. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I thought it was interesting, too, without getting too much further in the episode, but we start off with this fight, right, between Lorelai. It's a continued fight from the last episode. Yeah. But what we see with, like, Emily's story further in on this episode is where she has gone through another maid. So in that time period, we can see that she, between the fight and now, Dinner Tonight on Friday night, she has lost a maid. So I wonder if there's something yeah. with that with that fight that happened between Lorelai. Or if it was just a coincidence and she just fires maids. I mean, we
1: know she goes lot. through maids a lot, but it is that is an interesting thing that we should pay attention to when we get to mm-hmm. that scene. Because have we talked about, there's a theory that a friend of mine
2: came up with that the maids symbolize her relationship with Mm Lorelai. We
1: haven't talked a lot about that, but let's save that for that scene. Okay. Okay. We are at Luke's diner with the girls eating breakfast and Lorelai says that she has a cold. The title of the episode Haunted Leg comes from her saying that she wishes when she was sick she could say like, oh, I have a haunted leg instead of saying I have a cold and
2: we were talking about this last night, but it just occurred to me. I wonder if she's talking about like when war veterans like lose limbs mm-hmm. and they get like the phantom pain.
1: So <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to ask next is what do you think she is envisioning with a illness called haunted leg? <laughs> like is your leg constantly
0: numb? No, I think, like, her leg is haunted. Like, there's a demon in it. (laughs)
1: Like, it just, like, forces her to, like, kick or, like... I like that. You know, I could see (laughs) Lorelai wanting that, actually. I love
2: the idea of a ghost only possessing a leg, too. Yeah. Like, it can't make it through the rest of the body for some (laughs) reason,
1: yeah that's funny i just watched um the episode of Grey's anatomy where that guy has the reflex thing Mm -hmm. so he like keeps grabbing people's butts and stuff oh (laughs) and he has like a tumor on his frontal lobe that causes him to do that i never mind we also watched (laughs) casper last night so that was casper the friendly ghost a lot of
0: stuff yeah
1: i know i mean what else can you do while you're making costumes (laughs) so anyway they are at the diner eating breakfast. Luke starts harassing Lorelei because this is like the third morning in a row that she's had chicken noodle soup for breakfast and she only eats the noodles. And he said, you know what? what could help you get over a cold? A healthy immune system. Maybe try eating something healthy instead of blowing your brains out with coffee every day. And I want like a sticker or a mug that says blowing my brains out with coffee. But I feel like that's a very frowned upon expression. So I won't do that. Yeah. A lot of people might get offended at the with coffee portion. Right. Totally. <laughs> um, after Luke walks away and demands that she eats her carrots, this girl walks in with the pink shirt and the low rise jeans And the super bleached blonde hair. She says hi to Jess. And then they like.
0: She like leans over the counter.
1: Yes. Which that has to be frowned upon. By like the health department. (laughs) The way they are making out. Is so weird to me. To do in public. Let alone like she has a grown man. Sitting next to her. While she is making out with this boy. And they are not like kissing. It looks like they have they both have their mouths open and they're just like mashing their faces together. Mm -hmm. And Rory just has this like
2: forlorn look on her face. Like she's like, that's what I want.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She did. Who sings that song? That should be me. That should be me holding your hand. Kissing you over, you know the what? I think it's Justin Bieber, so let's let's move on. <laughs> like
0: jump, like that's why I'm crickets over here. I yeah. you know we do what you're talking about. Pretty sure it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, oh, yes. so Canada's way, finest. Yeah, Jess was totally propped up on that counter even before Shane walks her bleach blonde bod in there.
1: Yeah, her bod
0: and her
1: beach blonde Heidi Heidi Yeah,
0: she, he was like reading a book, like. Totally in Rory's view. Oh, absolutely! This like he all... could have been reading anywhere
1: on that counter. Yeah. But he purposefully picked the end of the counter, mm-hmm. right in front of their table. Yep. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. And, and the fact. And he's reading a book.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, are I great? I and need... the fact that they're
1: making out, and then they stop, and he wants to finish reading his book.
0: Yeah, he was not into that kiss. No. He was pretending to be. Mm -hmm,
1: Completely. He was acting. And then, (laughs) yeah, he was acting. And then Dean walks in and he says, don't be mad at me, but I already ate breakfast. And um, this is like a callback to a joke because Lorelai and Rory just made a comment about like the shortest conversation ever with like no words between Shane and Jess. And Rory says, look, he, he's, like, full, complete sentences. And I don't think we needed Dean to, like, bring that comparison to the table. But Brynn was like, well, we need to remind people that there's a love triangle. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I'm sure this comes up with TV
2: writing all the time. This could be anyone's first episode.
1: Yeah. you know, But so- this is Amy's. Oh, you mean no,
2: like from an audience got perspective, it. like this could be you watching for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they probably do have to like be conscious of okay, we we know there's like an ongoing story, but we do need to like reintroduce characters.
0: And it's also doing <clears throat> they're starting to establish Dean as the prop because we've already saw this in the the previous episode. Mm-hmm. where she uses Dean, she kisses Dean in front of Jess, right. you know. And this is, like, another I felt like a prop moment where Lorelai and Rory are, like, both, like, oh, isn't he great? He can speak in full sentences. And he's, like, what are you talking about or whatever, you know? And they don't even, like, include him that they're talking about another guy, basically. Right. But prior to that. Right. So it's just very, like.
2: Also, like, they completely ignored what he actually said.
0: Well, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. I didn't care. Yeah. But, I, but I
2: think also that line is meant to, like, reestablish they have a love of eating. And also, like, mm-hmm. he, you know, Dean is usually more, like, health conscious. He's more like a Luke in that way.
0: He's probably He probably had his oatmeal.
2: Yeah.
1: His oat,
2: his Wheaties. Yeah. His Wheaties.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> I I like
1: the term that I like you, using that phrase that he becomes a prop. Because he really does. I mean, especially in season three, in the beginning, Rory really does kind of just pull him around like he's an accessory. Mm-hmm. And I think he will start to wake up to it. I'm I'm going to pay attention to when he starts to wake up to it, because I think it's before the dance marathon.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Because he was already waking up this in season two, mm-hmm. but I feel like he must feel some sense of ease. He he literally would have had to seen Shane and Jess walk out of the, of of the diner Mm -hmm. because he literally came in right after they left.
1: Yeah. And I think that the ease comes from Jess being involved with someone else. The ease does not come from Rory. Mm -hmm. No, no. because she wrote, he wrote all those letters and she never responded. Mm -hmm. So there has to be some unsettling feelings with that. But at the same time, he's like, well, Jess is with someone, so I don't have to worry about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we kind of see this like things are back at a high right now, but it's about to drop big time.
0: And we also don't know if she didn't write back to him either.
1: I mean, that's true. Yeah, not at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I I just want to see where Dean kind of starts to really wake up and Mm -hmm. like embrace that. This is it. This is over. Because I think this episode, like, not a lot happens, but it plants a lot of seeds. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Amy wrote it, I think, says that she knew that what needed to be planted. Yeah. Where, like, if we had an... an, I don't want to say throwaway episode, but we've had some episodes in the past that have felt very throwaway. This one doesn't feel throwaway in a sense, but the fact that Amy wrote it tells me it's not a throwaway episode. No. There's something being planted for it, later. For
0: me, the structure of this episode is odd.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's just
0: very quiet. And then there's a sort of big eruption, you know? Um,
1: yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, we, we build up. We don't even build up. I think it's pretty steady the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it explodes. And... There, there really is no, like, rising um, tension tension yeah. throughout the episode.
0: It's very, like, almost like a throwaway episode previously, but not not throwaway in the sense of, like, oh, I wish I could skip this. Right. It, I don't know. Yeah,
1: no, I totally know it's what you mean. It's just
0: kind of, like, not a ton seems like going on before. Right. <laughs> it's, just,
2: it's one of those episodes where it's just moving parts around. Mm-hmm, just yeah. to set up like later episodes being more dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are at the Independence Inn, and Michelle and Lorelai are trying to figure out this whole mouse problem. Michelle keeps referencing to the mouse as Mickey, and then he says Ben, and we'll save that reference for later. Um, but it's clear that there's an issue, and I just love the idea of Michelle. Like in his expensive suit, like on all fours, looking up this chimney and trying to find a mouse. Because I truly believe if he saw that mouse, he would like scream and run away. (laughs) Um, While this is happening, Kirk comes in with a package and it's Suki's wedding photos. So I love that Kirk did end up getting to shoot a wedding. Because he was supposed to shoot Max and Lorelai's wedding. Mm -hmm. And that we all know how that worked out. Also,
2: just want to add while I'm thinking about it. I think it's funny that Lorelai is like, anything good? He's like,
1: no, just Suki's wedding photos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. So he gives the package to Lorelai and he's kind of like awkwardly standing there. And she's like, okay, well, I'll give it to her. Like, I'll make sure she gets it. And he's like, could we talk for a moment? She's like, "Um, yeah, sure. And he's like, all right, well, let's sit. So you can already tell that it's like a little uncomfortable. And Kirk is clearly very nervous um, because Sean Gunn is just like a wonderful actor. And he says, we've, you know, interacted now professionally and socially, and it's gone really like pretty well. And I was just wondering if you would like to have dinner with me in two weeks. And she's like, in two weeks. And he goes, well, you know, I heard you have a cold. So in two weeks, the virus should be out of your system. And I'm like, Kirk had like COVID protocol before COVID even existed. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I just love it. And she's like, oh, um, well, and he's like, she, he gets up to leave and she's about to like turn him down. And he goes, By the way, I think you're the prettiest woman I've ever seen, besides the women in those filthy magazines or whatever. And I'm like, I don't need to know that Kirk looks at filthy magazines, but.
2: Well, you know, it, it can never just be a genuine nice moment with Kirk. It has to be weird.
1: Yeah. Right. Completely. But I just like Sean Gunn's delivery is so wholesome. Yeah. Even when he talks about filthy magazines. Well,
2: yeah, the way he says it makes it sound like he saw one by accident. Yeah, rather completely.
0: Than... And like, he felt bad for finding that woman so attractive.
2: Like, yeah, like exactly, like, exactly. Like, like someone in high school like showed him the centerfold, and he was like, ah, and, like covered his eyes. And... But
0: then being like, she's the prettiest woman I've ever seen. Yeah.
1: Oh, I want to marry her. Yeah. So awesome. And it's so sad, like... He talks about his home life and his mom's knees are swelling. So he had to cut holes in all of her pants so she could be comfortable. And I'm like, what a sweet and strange person.
2: <laughs> also, doesn't that ruin all of her pants? Like when they stop
1: swelling? I think the idea is that they don't stop swelling. Hmm. So I'm I'm curious, like, what do you think Kirk's home life is actually like? Because... I th- I think it's just him and his mom, but he has all of these siblings and we never see them, so they must not live in Star's Hollow.
2: Yeah, I th- I think Kirk is like the one who stayed with her. I don't know. I He takes care of his mom. Yeah, like I like I have family like that where it's like pretty much all of the siblings went their own separate ways, but then like my grandma would have one or two like stay with her specifically. Sorry. Yeah,
1: no, I think, I just want to know why he, he got the short end of the stick. Maybe he doesn't think it's the short end.
2: I don't think he does. I mean, this is much later, but we find out <laughs> that he's been hoarding, like, a quarter of a million dollars. He's and
1: so weird. It's just, like... I,
2: yeah, I'm I'm sure it's, you know, while he's doing all these crazy business schemes, living with his mom and taking care of her is probably, like... Not expensive. Like she probably still pays the bills. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, she must gets the money to save all that money up. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. So he he basically like perfected the millennial saving strategy before anyone else (laughs) did.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I just like I want to see like a glimpse of his home life, but at the same time, I love that we never meet his mom.
0: Yeah, we. Yeah, he's kind of better not knowing. Yeah. seeing too much of what like, his
2: like there's kind of a mystique
0: yeah yeah and then, and
2: then when he brings up these details it can it doesn't have to like tie into anything
0: right right there are people like that too in your like real life and you hear like stories about their life and you're like oh my god yeah <laughs> your life is your every time i know something about you you are weirder
1: something is not adding up but i kind of love it yeah yeah
2: completely <laughs> I got. I just gotta say too. I admire Kirk so much in this episode for just going for it. Mm-hmm. Cause
0: yeah, we gotta discuss him asking her. Out. Yeah,
2: I. I want to say, and I say this with full intention that I have no regrets about the fact that I ended up with Amy and that we are in love and I'm happy with her. But I feel like
0: <laughs> where's this a,
2: going? As as a wee lad, as a teenager, whatever. <laughs> I was very awkward and I was very afraid to like if I liked a girl or something to ask because I was so sh- scared of rejection and the humiliation that comes with that. Yeah. That I usually didn't. And I don't regret it now. That's why I'm saying that. But I certainly did not like it back then. Um.
1: I was- just to be clear, I, I had to tell you that I liked you.
2: I, okay, but like. So you
1: still didn't do that. Yeah,
2: okay, but like, just to be. Okay, so that ties into it, though. Okay. Is that Happy. like, I think the reason I was able to ask you out was because, like, you created, like, a safe environment. Like, you said, basically, if you ask me out, I will say yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, I I think that's why we work. You understand me. You you knew that I needed that. <laughs> okay. But no, I I think there's something to be admired so about Kirk just, you know, going for it. And I th- I think he's genuine in what he says about thinking Lorelei is the prettiest girl he's ever oh, seen. Oh, absolutely. It's so like, sad. I think he's pro. I think probably since the day she met and came into
1: Star Hollow. It wasn't
0: wasn't it like him fixing it wasn't he came over to her house
1: in the first episode. Yeah, he was Mick.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, that
2: was a different character. Kirk probably knew her before then.
1: Yeah.
0: So Mick was like, he wasn't really Mick then. Like we're supposed to like disbelief that. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just
2: Mm -hmm. I'm just imagining um, that scene in the original Spider-Man movie where they're talking about when Peter Parker was like five years old Mm -hmm. and Mary Jane moved in next to them. And he's like, Aunt May, is that an angel? But now I'm picturing <laughs> Kirk as like a 20-year-old man asking his mom if...
0: Lorelai's an angel. If, if Lorelai's an angel. If
2: teen mom Lorelai is an angel.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it is kind of sweet too if you think about like Kirk always living there, Kirk seeing Lorelei like go through like all of these notions of like growing up as a single mother and still admiring her and, like, the tenacity that she has. I'm sure he's like, I have tenacity. Like, look at all of the stuff I'm doing. Like, we both are hardworking people. And he sees things that he and Lorelai have in common that Lorelai probably doesn't even realize they mm-hmm. have in common.
2: I think, like, every thing you can say about how Luke is a good match for Lorelai because he has always been there and he was always there for Rory and like a part of their lives even if it was just as the guy making their coffee you can also say that for Kirk like he has always been there
1: no you cannot that is (laughs) not the same he's
2: always been like a fixture in their lives though stop it okay but (laughs) not on the same level as Luke Bryn. like Um, Back it up. On the exact same level as Luke in every way.
0: Uh, Okay.
2: And then there's that episode where Kirk dresses like Luke. So I'll just...
0: I would say that, like, I never really got an impression from Kirk before that he was, like, had a crush or anything on Lorelai. Me either. And I think that isn't to say that he couldn't have. I just think that because Kirk is so weird and he, like just his whole attitude he beats to his own drum but I feel like he's very like logical too like extremely logical where he's like oh she's a very beautiful woman she's the prettiest woman I've ever seen and she's single I'm single we should do this and be together because we're both single
1: like I want to be there (laughs) the moment the light bulb came on like what was he doing where he was like She's single.
2: He was cutting and out the, the holes in her
1: his mom's pants. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and, he, and, he
2: was, and maybe he was maybe he was like, I need something else. This this can't be my life anymore.
0: Oh my god! Um, no, I think he would like that. Ma, mo- his mom staying with him forever. <laughs> like, yeah, he, like he's he, moving. Lorelai like he, and Yeah, in.
2: he would expect Lorelai to move in with his mom. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> I don't think that's true because he tries to find a home for him in Lulu.
2: Yeah, well.
1: But that's only because his mom is allergic to Lulu, that's
0: right? Yes, <laughs> um, which
1: is a whole other situation we can dissect when we get there.
2: I think, I think Kirk too, as far as like his attitude towards people, I don't think he's, I don't think he like acts different ways around people depending on how he feels about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it's also like established later on that Luke was like his high school bully. Oh yeah, and yet kirk doesn't have a problem with him yeah whereas i feel like if i was in that situation
0: i would like hate him forever. yeah I, would, I wouldn't want <laughs> yeah. anything
2: to do with them i would like never eat at his restaurant i would like pray every night that his restaurant
1: like
0: <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs>
2: just i'm kidding am i
1: no i don't know now i'm scared
2: i i'm kidding i don't, so... I don't
0: pray how do we feel about Lorelai's reaction? Uh,
1: you know, in this moment, I think it's very understandable. Yeah, I think it definitely catches her off guard, and so in that instance, I'm like, okay, this is like a good, like, authentic reaction. I, I part of me immediately wants to say, I think it's kind of bitchy of her to be like. It, it almost came off as like a, oh. You think you're good enough to ask me out? That's so sweet. I do.
2: And, you know, we'll get into this, but I do think it's kind of messed up how, like, she spends the rest of this episode, like, telling everyone in the town, like, Kirk asked me out. It's so
1: weird. Well, I think it doesn't help, too, that Kirk told everyone. Yeah, that's true. He was asking her out. Yeah,
2: because that's how Luke found
1: out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think, like, she wanted to tell him in that moment that she wasn't, like, Kirk, like, she. You know, he's like, I'll give you some time to think about it. Give you mm. a couple of days to decide mm. if you want to go on a date. And then he, like, walks away. So then she gets up and she's like, Wait, Kirk, you know, she, wa- she wants to stop him to tell him, like, I'm not interested. That's what I took away from that moment. But then he turns around and says, I think you're the prettiest girl I've ever seen. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, eh. I can't. I, I c- think, can't well, be mean. It's, it's such
2: a genuine compliment, too. Yeah. But I'm sure it just, like, pierced her yeah you know i don't i don't even think necessarily she was like thinking of i can't let him down after he said yeah. that it's just like it's like it, it's, it's kind how, of how, sad though how, how do you someone yeah, says how something do you, like that to you and how then do you're you like, respond to that
0: i'm not actually interested in you
1: <laughs> yeah i know like you feel like the ultimate asshole I,
2: after yeah. that i think there is something to be like for how genuine of a person he is I think if Kirk told me I was the most beautiful person he's ever seen,
1: I would start crying <laughs> <laughs> because I would know it's true. Yeah, I think after hearing him say that, she was like,
2: I, I
0: can't. I need,
2: yeah. I need to at least think about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's not going. She doesn't even need to think about well, it. Well, but... yeah. <laughs>
2: she, yeah. She's like, I need to at least do him the favor yeah. of "Quote unquote," thinking about it,
0: and then yeah. Michelle is laughing. a dick, laughing about it. Yeah. And... yeah,
2: that's the that's the sad part to me about it yeah. is that everyone else sees it is like that's big look joke. At, look and... at this loser. Well, yeah. it, it
1: feels very high school. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's kind of the mass appeal or not appeal, but issue with like things happening in a small town, like. You can't do anything without someone knowing about yeah, it. Yeah, you can't yeah.
2: escape you can't escape the clicks.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Um, and like everybody in that town knows Kirk as like the town I don't even want to say the town weirdo, but like the person who is very eclectic and strange and yeah. Like he's very misunderstood, but people know that about him and know that like that's why he's still single because he's, he's very different he's and
2: eccentric he's yeah just, he's just part of the fabric right um yeah i like to think that if this was set in a high school like if they were all high school students and kirk did this the end of the episode would be him like hijacking like a spirit rally and like singing a song to lorelei
1: oh very fr- a lot 10 in, things i hate about you in front you. of
2: the assembly yeah
1: yeah i love that movie <laughs> All right, we are back at the Gilmore residence. Rory is waking up and Lorelai is waiting for her because she has not told her about Kirk yet. So she comes in and she says, I have to talk to you about something. Kirk asked me out and Rory says, oh, that's so sweet. And then she says, well, I can't date him. And Rory says, you should wear a dress with the ponies on it. I bet Kirk loves ponies. And she's like, I need help turning him down because you're the nice one in the family. And Rory gives her a few outs. Lorelai doesn't like any of them. And then Lorelai says, well, I guess we'll just have to run away and I'll join a community theater and you can play soccer. And I had no idea that this was a reference until Bryn and I were watching it last night and he looked it up and do you want to explain a little bit about what this reference yeah, is? Yeah,
2: so I think her name was Susan Olson or something like that. Something very generic, but it was this woman. She was like an underground, radical... Like, it was
1: actually Kathleen Celaya.
2: That's her real name, but her, oh. her alias was yeah something Susan more... Susan Olson? Okay. Yeah, something more generic like that. But she was like an underground, far-left-wing, like radical activist who you know, they were like plotting to like overthrow the government or whatever. And she ended up going underground undercover for like 26 years. Uh, she came out to St. Paul, Minnesota, which, you know, is in our neck of the woods. So <laughs> and like built a family, built a life. And then the FBI found her only in like 2000, 2001 or so.
1: So this is a pretty recent reference that. Yeah.
2: And there's another reference later that's. Kind of the same thing where it's like it references something that just happened. Yeah. With the French judges. Oh,
1: yeah. So which president did she try to assassinate? I
2: Because I think it was the 70s or the 80s. I don't know if it was an assassination attempt or anything, but it it, it was, I mean, something that got her in hot water enough that she had to flee and like live undercover. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that
0: it... she like joined community theater. I, know. <laughs> I love it so isn't, much. Yeah,
2: isn't that like the first sign of being a sociopath?
0: Yes. Or... <laughs> being in community
1: theater? As I, I, I say, think as, any theater.
2: I say as I'm directing a community theater production. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I love community theater. Yeah, it's... I just love that I, I she thought that was the, the way out. And she got married, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, had kid, a kid. yeah, she had
2: kids. Well, yeah, and um, I just think it's funny, too, that... I mean, obviously Lorelai is just doing a bit, but like, are you really going to like flee the country and assume a new identity every time someone you don't like asks you out, but you don't want to like upset them?
1: I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel. That's exactly how I would feel. I avoid. Me too. Avoiding is fun. (laughs) is it? Yeah.
2: I get very anxious when I'm avoiding people. I have
1: the ability of like burying down that anxiety pretty far.
2: That's the uh, that's the Catholic in you. Know, uh, shove everything down, forty years, and then we bury, die. The
1: boy, bury, bury the boy. Bury the boy. That reference I think is pretty incredible because it's like a Minnesota thing. Mm-hmm. But then also this idea that like she would rather change her entire life than turn down Kirk actually says that Lorelai has a conscience.
0: Yeah, and shockingly.
1: And that she doesn't want to hurt Kirk's feelings, which is surprising because she hurts everybody else's <laughs> feelings all yeah, the time. Yeah, she
2: hurts Kirk's feelings in other episodes too. It's just, right, but I think that she recognizes this is like this per- is different. This, this is, is a personal. It's not. Yeah. It's not like laughing if if he slips on a banana peel or something like that. Right. But, right. Um,
1: which you know. Taylor Dozy slips on a banana peel at the beginning of this season.
2: And they laugh at him.
0: Right. I think we all know what it's like to like someone and they don't like you back either.
1: Oh, yeah. completely.
0: It's just like natural to be like, oh, yeah.
1: hmm yeah. yeah.
0: I've been there. <laughs> I and don't want to be an asshole. I think because
1: of his comment at the end about being the prettiest woman he's ever seen, I think that is what is making this harder for her. Because she heard, like, such a genuine thing from him.
0: And she's like, oh, I am the prettiest girl. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, I already knew it, but it's just so nice to hear it from someone else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: going to be the prettiest girl at the party.
2: Yeah. Which is funny, because isn't this the scene that had the Powerpuff Girls on the Rice Krispie box? Yes, it did. So.
1: Yeah. So the girls, then, they transition into the kitchen. We find out that today is the big day where... Rory gives her vice president's speech and they're basically inducted. Is that what it's called? No. Yeah. Sworn in.
2: I think inducted. Yeah. Okay, okay. Whatever.
1: And, um, Rory informs Lorelai that Emily will be there. And Lorelai says, why, why is Emily invited? And it's like, okay, you guys had your like little shtick. So things should be better. And let's just move on from it, please. Um, I do think it's interesting that we get so much of Edward Herman like gone and traveling Mm -hmm. a lot in these first few seasons. But really, like as I've been watching now later, he is more like apparent in later episodes. So I wonder if he was like still doing theater or something at this point, too, because I know he was a big stage actor as well yeah,
2: probably and then
1: also like you think maybe
2: the longer this series went on the more they understood like hey we're gonna need you for a lot of things whereas like if this show has only been on for one or two seasons it's not like a household name enough to be like all right clear out your schedule you gotta mm-hmm. shoot gilmore you know
1: yeah yeah but i i would like him i like when he's more involved. Cause I think he does have like an interesting dynamic with Lorelai and then with Rory. And we do see more of that later, but putting that aside, I just want to see moments where we get Emily and Lorelai together and they can appreciate something together and we don't get that enough early on, but I digress.
2: Yeah, and then, uh, so Rory makes a comment about Kirk liking ponies. Do you think he likes My Little Pony?
1: Oh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think not? he's a brony?
2: Maybe. I also think it's funny that, like, she's teasing Lorelai about, like, why not? Give him a chance. He's a nice guy. And then only stops when Lorelai's like, oh, do you want Kirk to be your stepdad and to have to, like, introduce him to people? And she's like, okay, how are we going to get out of this
1: yeah because she's like oh headmaster charleston meet my stepdad kirk but be careful because he's a
2: he's a fear biter a fear biter (laughs) but also like rory could have easily still just like played along still because it's Mm -hmm. not like she ever thought it was a good idea right but even just bringing that up as a joke was enough to (laughs) make her like recalibrate completely
1: yeah We are at Chilton for the swearing in ceremony of the student body. We hear Lorelai's three things that she needs to tell Rory before she goes on stage. And it's that she's wonderful and she's like the best kid in the world and to keep her legs closed and says that there was a girl at her school that couldn't keep her legs closed even if there was a magnet and she should have been endorsed by Haynes. And I think that that's really great and fun. <laughs> um, they, She ends up saving a seat for Emily, and then she pulls her purse up because she's like, you know what? I'm not going to save a seat. Emily finds her and says, you should have put your purse down to save me a seat. So already off to a really great start. We hear Rory's speech. We hear part of Paris's speech. And as we're listening to Paris's speech, Elise is like quoting it <laughs> when she says she doesn't want it to turn into like some charm school with pink megaphones on the wall and if it does she'll tear it down brick by brick.
0: I love when she goes I wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah. Just I would have so to dismantle the Monotone.
2: Place. Yes. It's, it's kind of it's actually the same speech that SpongeBob gives when he and Squidward go on strike and he's talking about like we are going to dismantle the system of oppression, board <laughs> by board. Great. Maybe maybe Paris
1: is a secret, like, Spongebob fan.
2: Yeah, there's got to be some, like, very childish show that she's, like, a secret fan of. Cause... Yeah. But, like, would, <laughs> would never admit.
1: Right. I could see Spongebob being a contender. Yeah. Maybe.
2: I remember there was that one episode where she... Makes a reference to Rory watching um, Gumby and Pokey. Oh and yeah! Rory's like, I was more of a Pee Wee Herman
1: girl. Uh, so I also love that Headmaster Charleston. You can see him off to the side while paris is giving her speech and he doesn't even bat an eye (laughs) at the fact that she says she would like dismantle the school like he's just like yep this is this is what you get (laughs) and it's very clear that paris has been speaking for quite some time because lorelei is starting to look antsy emily looks at her watch and when it's finally over they say That was the longest. That was really
2: long. Do you think Charleston sitting there stone-faced was like how the other presidents felt at Trump's inauguration? Probably. (laughs) Like, yeah, okay.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, completely. (laughs) Rory finds them both and says, you're both here, and she gives them a hug. And she says, thanks for coming, grabs her stuff, and she's going to meet Lorelai. Before Emily leaves, she says that she would like to have dinner with Lorelai. And she says, I could meet you like one o'clock at Luke's and Lorelai is like you at Luke's. I can't even imagine it, but they are going to have lunch at Luke's tomorrow at one. We're not sure why. We don't know what Emily has up her sleeve. And that's that. So not like a whole lot. I mean, it's something that I don't even feel we needed to see happen.
0: It was establishing like what's going to happen Next. Next. Yeah. And with like even Paris's story. Right. Um, yeah, because
2: this does kick off the like the school politics
0: subplot in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then with like Emily, you know, we'll find out she's I been talking to Christopher. It mm-hmm. just
2: it just occurred to me that this is now the second time in this episode that Lorelai has been
1: asked out by someone. Yeah. To yeah I guess so. Yeah, you know what's really interesting. Why does she
0: pick Luke's? Because she knows she she said maybe we can go. She she said anywhere you want to go, maybe that place you like so much, Luke's. Yeah, I, I think but she's trying does to she like she pick Luke's because she wants to bring up Christopher in front of Luke. No, no, I,
2: I don't. I don't know. think she's thinking that far ahead. I think it's just she wants to meet Laura Lilac like, on her own terms. It it feels like an olive branch, like, sure, which is funny because she picked like the one topic that she should know by now is not like
1: an olive branch topic. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's like, I'll set her up someplace really comfortable and then I'll drop the bomb on her.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. I I just wanted to say too, I love at the very beginning of the scene, Lorelai is running late. She thinks because it's three Oh one and Rory told her it was at three o'clock. But then she gets there and Rory's like, oh, it's okay. It's actually at three 15, And Lorelai's like, you lied to me. And um, this is not a pop culture reference, but it could be a reference to my relationship with my parents. <laughs> um, I actually did pull that once where I told my mom something was 15 minutes earlier than it actually was. And she still showed up like 10 minutes late after like 10 minutes late to the time that I told her. And she was like, I'm so sorry, we're late. I was like, it's okay, you're actually five minutes early. I told, <laughs> I just gave you the earlier time. And she's like, how dare you? It's like, well, you would have been late. Yeah. You proved it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we are catching now the tail end of the first class What did we call it? Student body. Like like
2: the class presidents. Yeah.
1: They're like meeting, meeting. talking. Paris is like right to business. And we find out that this was actually supposed to be like a icebreaker kind of thing. But Paris, you know, has her own agenda, her own gavel, everything. And part of me is like, did they actually have a gavel or did Paris just like bring one? Yeah. Because that one girl is like, what idiot gave her a gavel or something? Yeah. Yeah. So they're discussing all of the changes that Paris wants to make and then Francie, who you may remember as the president of the puffs, and um she comes out and she says there's actually an, a really pressing issue that the senior class would like to address and she says that they would like the skirts to be a little shorter and they kind of show Rory's reaction to Francie sharing this. And Rory's like, um, this is not the time or place to be bringing that up. And if you think Paris is going to care about skirt length, you're ridiculous. And Paris doesn't. She rolls it right off. She's like, yeah, um, I'll think about that. And we'll address it later. Francie's like, okay. And then basically Paris ends the meeting And she and Rory are discussing, you know, like this was supposed to be like an icebreaker. We had donuts and coffee and it never got passed out. And here we are. They never even got anyone's names. No. Yeah. So it's very clear that like Paris is very like all business, which we see again when she's running the the Yale Daily News Mm -hmm. that like goes to shit so fast Because I think she wants to be efficient and she wants to get things done. And she's so obsessed with having a legacy that she kind of forgets that in order to have those things, you have to be personable.
0: Yeah, you have to work as a team. You can't just be the one doing it all.
1: Right.
2: Right. And also, like, it needs to be fun, you know, to some extent. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you you can do work. But I, I think she's one of those people that believes work is, like, inherently suffering yeah. And that the only way to make good work is to suffer more.
0: Yeah. And then, and I think she sees people around her, especially because they're young people. Her, mm-hmm. like, peers are like, she, I don't have trust in them. That's what she thinks. It's a control thing. I, she doesn't trust them. They're, yeah. they're too, they don't take it serious like she does. And well, she should just do it all because she'll do it the better way. Mm-hmm. Well, and
2: she only. <clears throat> respects rory of that group yeah this makes me think of that ben platt show, the politician
1: oh completely where he becomes
2: like the student body president and finds out it's like basically a meaningless position yeah because nothing he wants to do like the school board will listen to him
1: mm.
0: yeah but like i mean there has been a fall like i wonder that because remember she loved like wanted to be in the puffs so bad paris yeah right so, like, she, we never really saw her disenchantment with that whole group, but it must have happened. So, you kind of wonder, I, too, like, is this a little bit of, like, I'm going to be hardcore because you guys didn't really accept me into the group? Yeah, could be.
2: Yeah, I assume that after the... Because hasn't Francie only been in that one episode before this?
0: I, I or think maybe, so. Maybe, maybe I she's... think, like, two, because I think she was in the one where she takes them in a they break into the headmaster yeah well that's, that's that's the same all the episode, same episode.
2: Yeah. yeah so i wonder if maybe that like that hazing didn't go well because they got caught so then like paris and rory were like on their shit list
1: yeah yeah probably which
2: rory wouldn't care about but paris would take deathly personally
1: Well, yeah, because she was the only member of her family that wasn't inducted then. Yeah. She was probably mad because she got in trouble
0: and then saw, like, oh, I don't...
2: And how, like, Rory got herself out of trouble by actually speaking truth to power,
0: Mm -hmm. which
2: Paris thinks is something she can do, but she clearly can't. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, I think there's a level of that. And then I think also for Paris, it's the, like, needing to impress We know that she doesn't have a good home life, so she has to kind of overcompensate for that at school.
2: Yeah, it's like we see enough of Rory's insecurities, but Rory is, at least in some areas, way more secure than Paris. Yeah. Paris, like, needs the class presidency to feel like she has any
1: sway over any of these people. Well, and I think the insecurities that we see with Paris are a lot deeper than the insecurities we see with Rory.
2: Rory, I feel like, has just normal, like, teen girl insecurities. Yeah. Like, they're not...
1: Where Paris is like, she has no security at home. She has no security in, like, friendships. Like, she is lacking a lot of the basic securities that a high school girl needs. Yeah. She just doesn't have it. And she tries to get it by chasing these things at school and... And being like overzealous about different activities. But it ends up biting her in the ass most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I, I think we have to remember these things. And even as I'm, I've am i been watching later seasons, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can still see that little Chilton Paris if I just squint my eyes.
2: <laughs> well, it's like, you know, there's that great scene in the revival when they run into Francie again. Oh yeah and, and Paris immediately like goes on the attack of like you sabotage my presidency at Chilton <laughs> and she's like what is this, 2002? And she's like, I'm going to the Puffs reunion. I'll see you there. Wait, no, I won't, because you were never inducted. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah,
0: it's just, like,
1: stupid.
0: Yeah, I don't like Francie. He's my probably my, like, least favorite character. Yeah. But, yeah. like, she shows, like, how I feel like when they wrote Paris, like, she was supposed to be unlikable like that. I think yeah. so, too. And she just, you still like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but i th- I think that's kind of why I like that little bit of her we see in the revival too because it's like Mm -hmm. you see that she's grown up and become like a normal person but also it's just so easy for those like Chilton girls to immediately
1: go back well yeah because remember like Paris brings a suitcase or a briefcase and there's nothing in it (laughs) she's like I'm a phony see there's nothing in here what a
2: metaphor Yeah.
1: yeah I think it's good that we get to see this side of Paris because we get to see a lot more growth and I'm glad that they've like included her as, I would say, more of a major character since season Is one. Is this the season mm-hmm. where she
2: starts showing up in the opening credits? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's in the opening credits now. So it's like, we get to see her growth as time goes on. And she becomes a major, major character mm-hmm. in season four. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun. I think she... Uh... <clears throat> She's, she's so funny. Yes. <laughs>
0: she gets just funny. She like every... worked
1: her way in there. She was like, oh, you don't want me as Rory? Okay, well, I'm still going to be a major character. <laughs> it's too bad they never did an episode where like Emily and Paris were paired up
2: together because then they could have called it Emily and Paris.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Brynn. In the <laughs> future. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> we're back at the Independence Inn. Lorelai and Suki are having a disagreement because Lorelai informed Suki that vegetarians are coming for dinner. And Suki said she thought that they weren't allowing vegetarians to eat at the restaurant anymore.
2: What a silly idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love that Suki is prejudiced against vegetarians. (laughs) She's like, but I'm making my really good stuffed pork chops tonight. I don't want to make something else. And what could I even make? You don't tell an artist to not do what they love to do. Um, And she references Degas painting the ballerinas. And she's like, they didn't say like, stop with the ballerinas, paint a fruit bowl. And Lorelei's like, you can, an artist can do anything and why don't you do pasta? Like pastas, your pastas great. And she's like, fine. Lorelai asks if there's fresh coffee. They go back into the kitchen. Suki is still kind of throwing a fit about the vegetarian thing. And then she says, oh yeah, today is your lunch with Emily. What do you think it's going to be about? And Lorelai is like, I have no idea. I'm not sure what it's going to be about. And she's like, I think I might cancel. Suki says, you can't cancel this last minute. And that's where it kind of ends. So right now where we're at, what do you think Lorelai is expecting from this conversation with her mom? Like we know what it is, but on some planet where we're watching this for the first time, what do you think the expectation is there?
0: I if I, I don't know exactly, but obviously. But I would assume she, she knows that there's always something with Emily. She's not... Nothing comes free.
2: Yeah, she's always got an angle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she knows that there's probably something, like, that she's going to tie her into. Mm, Maybe yeah. it's going to... Like, she... Like she said, maybe she's gonna want her to be with like Luke. <laughs> or not Luke, but um Kirk.
2: Kirk. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. weird.
2: At least Kirk would be a husband and you probably wouldn't stab him thirty five times. But well, Emily but would not... she could
1: shoot him. Yeah. yeah thirty five times. Oh yeah. <laughs> Emily would not be able to sit through a Friday night dinner with Kirk. They do in the revival.
2: I know, and it goes horribly. <laughs> yeah, I know. He ends up going outside and playing with the maid's family, like he plays soccer with them. I know, <laughs> so cute. Um,
0: do you so? Do you think that she thinks that any that it's something to do about Christopher? Do you think that she has? I don't on think her radar? she
1: thinks anything about Christopher at this point. because yeah. I feel like the way this episode started, there's already so much tension around Christopher. Mm-hmm. She's probably like my mom would be an idiot. To talk to Christopher or to talk to me about Christopher. Yeah.
0: But yeah. the fact
1: that she doesn't want to talk around Rory, I think, brings it like to another level. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, we could just talk about whatever at Friday night dinner. But the fact that Emily has gone out of her way to have lunch with Lorelai says that it's something I can't talk to you about in front of Rory. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's the same way. I think uh, Lorelai probably feels like she's made herself clear enough on Christopher that she doesn't think her mom will bring her up, bring him up, but...
0: Yeah, I, mean, I mean, she you, seems pretty blindsided.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Emily, too, though. Like, Emily is obsessed, and we'll talk about this more in the next episode, but Emily is so obsessed and so hung up on, it should have been you, you should have married Christopher, and she I hate that. chases that phantom for like
1: she's still chasing it where i'm
2: at right now yeah probably up until um i won't spoil anything but like season seven
1: yeah you when... can spoil things it's okay
2: oh okay so um yeah Lorelai and chris when they get married yeah and when they try it out and it doesn't work out because nothing about that relationship is like healthy meant to succeed right and so it's like at that point can you really say Lorelai didn't give it like the college try like she tried she married him she played it by the book and it still didn't take so I think that's the that that was the thing that finally needed to happen for Emily to just drop it yeah because I think that's the point where she stops like why aren't you with Christopher
1: yeah Round the clock. I mean, the fact that Lorelai even said his girlfriend is pregnant and he wants to do the right thing. Emily's like, well, forget her. He can leave her to the dust or whatever. Yeah. It's like, so you want him to do what he did to Lorelai, to Sherry. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't, like, she's talking without thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. And
2: I think, too, it's like, it's probably important that in that situation, where in season seven they do get married, Christopher is the one who walks away from that relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like at that point, like like it's a it's a consistent thing that Emily constantly blames, and Richard does this too. It's just we don't see him in this episode, so it doesn't come up. But they constantly blame Lorelai for Chris's actions.
1: Well, they Richard did in the last episode. Yeah, yeah,
2: and. It's like if you're gonna blame Christopher or Lorelai for Christopher like getting mad about a stupid letter and calling it over over one fight. I mean that letter was pretty
1: intimate.
2: But like (laughs) just uh well season seven is just so stupid anyway, but (laughs) But, it, but it's like, at that point, if you're still going to be like, Lorelai, how'd you let him get away? It's like, there'd be no... At that point, if I was Lorelai, I'd cut her
1: out of my life. Yeah, completely.
2: But by that point, they're like, yes, you tried. And he made the choice to... Like, you guys had what we always wanted, and he was the one who broke it.
1: Yeah, I, the thing I have such a hard time with is this, like idea that and i've seen this on reddit too where people are like they should have done an episode like what would have happened if christopher and lorelei did get married or what would have happened if they never had rory and i don't like the idea of giving into that because that's not what the show was like founded on that you don't want to dwell yeah on what on what could have been lorelei doesn't really spend a lot of time dwelling on things and so the the idea that somebody some writer somewhere thought it was a good idea for them to get married okay now we're just like going way 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 ahead oh whatever but it's it just bothers me
2: no i i think it's you know for like reddit discussion it's fine to like oh wouldn't it be cool if we saw an episode but like like i get that the appeal of that as a viewer but i respect them for never doing it yeah
1: yeah All right, everybody, we are going to end this episode here and pick up next week with the second half of this episode, Um, just to give us a little cushion to get ahead recording wise. And because we have a lot to say on the second half, I don't want to overwhelm us ourselves with a really long episode. So I know... It's great for you to have long episodes, but it's good for us to catch up too. Mm-hmm. So we will uh, be back next week with season three, episode two, Haunted Leg, part two, part two. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, life's short. Talk fast. Bye. Bye. Where we lead, you can follow us at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore on all major social media platforms linked in the description below.
0: One, two, three. Boy, the la-la's. Just kidding.